Welcome to another episode of the Bold Take Podcast, the podcast where we make bold picks that are usually nowhere close to me, right? But we do it anyway. I am Austin. Kawhi, any any day now, buddy. You wanna you wanna come back to the Clippers? Just you can give us a call, waiter. And I'm here with always with the man Austin, Chicago Bulls, 2022 NBA champion Hill. And today, free agency talk. Basically, free agency opened what three days ago? Absolutely. And let's just say things have gone very, very interesting so far. So uh, I'll hand over to our NBA expert Austin Hill for for this episode. All right. First off, you know it's been a fantastic opening to the free agency, and you know there's still some exciting things left to happen. The best player in the free agent market still available in Kawhi Leonard. So let's carry into that first. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, what's the future look like? You know, he, uh, we both talked about thinking that he would accept this two-year player option and stay for the remainder two years after this team went to the conference finals while he was injured. Mm-hmm. And so now with the declining of this option, oh, it looks like there was nothing the Clippers could have done to get him to stay in this contract and short of winning the title without him. <laughs> and with that being said, what do you think's gonna happen with Kawhi here? I wish I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I heard something that said he was gonna, you know, not buy, uh, go into his player option to sign a re- a new deal with the Clippers, which I was fine with because he's gonna be there longer. But since free agency, when I tell you I'm not seeing a single thing, not even a single tweet saying Kawhi's considering this or like nothing. It's been dead silent, and I am absolutely terrified of what's going to happen. I just I don't know what's going to happen. And also, a lot of teams have made their big free agent signings already, so that gives me hope that he's going to come back. But at the same time, this is also the Kawhi that the summer he was a free agent, everyone kept on saying Lakers or Raptors, Lakers or Raptors. And then out of nowhere, he's like, yeah, I'll just trick them all. I'll go to the Clippers. So yeah. I, I don't know, and I'm just hoping he's back in the Clipper uniform next year. Um, Yeah, with the way free agency is kind of shaken out, not a lot of people have the money necessarily to make the Kawhi Leonard move happen without a sign and trade. But got an interesting candidate for you. No, you're not no, no, don't you. But it is a completely logical move for the Chicago Bulls to make. Huh. I wish I would have um, seen that coming. <laughs> the Bulls traded, signed and traded Daniel Tyus away. Um, and in that deal, they received a $18 million trade exception, uh, as well as some second-round picks, uh, which is Victor Oladipo's trade exception from when the Houston Rockets traded him. So that gives us $18 million that's currently dead cap, but can be used in a trade to create a little bit more money. Um, and we still have Lori Markinen and Troy Brown Jr., who remain to be young, high-potential guys that a team who may not be getting their superstar back might need to help try and uh, jumpstart a rebuild. Or continue to be competitive as they still have Paul George, who just signed a massive extension. Yay. Um, so, <laughs> I'm saying a, a marketing 
Oladipo trade exception and some draft picks for Kawhi Leonard to uh, the Clippers is not impossible, but I don't know how likely the Bulls are going to be to push for that. Um, you know, ownership has to be willing up to, at that point, go into the luxury tax and take a little bit of a hit on their earnings, uh, even more than they're already going to with this kind of loaded roster. But that's just a little food for thought. I mean, it'd be nice if we don't get Kawhi back to get something back, at least. But but no, no, I want Kawhi back. I don't want him in any other uniform but a Clippers uniform. And like I said before, if Kawhi leaves in free agency, I am considering fan free agency, but I'm already probably going to go wherever Moses Moody goes because, you know, he lit up summer league last night, led the Warriors in scoring, by the way. So I'm uh, Moses, I, I might begin your jersey here soon if the Warriors don't trade you. So, <laughs> um, And with that, we're going to go ahead and carry in and start talking about some of the actual moves that have been made here. Um, starting off with the Suns. Chris Paul declines his player option and instead in the free agency accepts a massive four-year, $120 million deal. That's a lot of money for Chris Paul, who will be 40 at the end of this contract. And I just want to see what what are your thoughts on giving Chris Paul at this stage in his career that kind of money? I don't don't like it. I don't like it 100%. And you know, I did say I want him I, that they should bring back Chris Paul, but if I'd known that he was going to want $120 million, I'd have let him walk and figure some other plan out because this man's 36. Like you said, he's going to be 40 by the time this contract's over. I just, I just think that if Chris Paul would have gotten like a shorter or maybe a lower price deal, like I heard reports that he was going to take a minimum deal so that the Suns could get a star player, clearly that was a lie. Uh, and it wasn't by Woj, so of course it was yeah. why. So, um, but uh, yeah, I just don't like. I just I like that they bring brought back Chris Paul. Just don't like the contract. I agree. I like that they brought back Chris Paul, but Chris Paul is going to have to play at MVP Chris Paul level. Going to have to play at Clippers Chris Paul level. Um, he he can't play the way he played in the NBA Finals uh, on this kind of contract. But for most of the season last year, he was good. If Chris Paul plays at that level or higher, this this could well be worth it. Yeah. Um, but he's going to be 40 by the end of the contract. Will Chris Paul keep himself where he's at or get better, or is Chris Paul at the downhill part of his career. At the part where he's like, I'm just going to enjoy whatever I want to. Yeah. Um, But the Suns also bring back Campaign, who was a big part of their run this season as well for the backup point guard position. And to me, I really like this deal. Cameron Payne has really proven himself in the two years he's had with the Suns. And I really think that he could be a bright spot in the future of that point guard spot, uh, relatively short-term future. Yeah, I mean, they signed him three years, only $19 million. I would have thought, I've seen players that were way worse than Cameron Payne that got way more mo- yeah. more money. So that's a really good value right there for the Suns. That's the kind of deal I thought maybe Chris Paul would get, maybe for two yeah. years. But, um, yeah, I think it's good to have campaign there just in case. I did hear they kind of wanted to maybe get Caruso as a backup, but – Clearly, he went a different direction. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's good value to still have campaign there. 
Yeah, and so on into the Hawks, who decide to keep that young core together. There was talk at the trade deadline. John Collins hasn't been living up to the hype. Trade him, trade him, trade him. Let him walk in the free agency. And then John Collins was maybe one of the most impactful players besides Trey Young on their Eastern Conference Finals run this year. Yeah. And so to bring him back and to extend Trey Young another five years, uh, future's looking bright in Atlanta. Yep, it, it really is, you know. But like I said, the rest of the East is going to be super competitive too. The East is going to be really, really interesting this year. And, you know, getting Trey locked up, you knew it was going to happen at some point. They just wanted to get it done, and I, I 100% agree. Bringing back John Collins, it just it needed to be done for him. It needed to be done. You Hawks fans that were mad that he wasn't gone, yeah. without him, you don't make the conference finals. Yeah, he made big plays, dunking on Embiid. He really showed his value this postseason, and I don't think that can be understated, and the contract certainly shows it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then with the Knicks. So the Knicks looking to build on last season's success, going out and getting two big veterans and bringing a veteran back in Derrick Rose, as well as getting Fournier. And then when Kemba Walker clears the waivers, he will be coming on a one-year $8 million deal. Uh, what's, your, what's your opinion on some of these moves by the Knicks? I mean, I like that they brought back Derrick Rose. I think he's going to do really well. I like them adding uh, Fournier. Is that is that how you pronounce yes. it? Okay, okay, let's go. Um, I like adding him. Their offense, I would need to be a little bit more efficient during the playoffs. That became more known. And getting a good shooter like Fournier, I think, will help them out. And then Kemba, I mean, they're looking mighty good at point guard with Kemba and Derrick Rose. So they're looking really good at that point guard position. And also, they're only giving Kemba eight mil a year, yeah. which is – a really good deal because I thought he would want way mo more money if he got bought out. So that's not uh, a bad deal at all. And I'm saying these, the Knicks are looking very good for this next year. Yeah, they're looking good, looking sharp. Um, but Kemba Walker is going to have to play like Charlotte Kemba Walker, not Boston Kemba Walker. He's playing for his home, for his home team, really. Absolutely. And also, he's had a very special moment in the garden if cardiac Kemba, yeah. if you remember. So you never know. We could see some flashes of cardiac Kemba. Miami also looking to make a run. Was in the finals in 2020. A bit of a strange bubble frauds. Playoff. Sorry, Carter. I just said it to trigger you, but <laughs> um, but now they look to beef it up. Got swept by the Bucks in the first round of the playoffs this Which year. Which looks a correct. whole lot better now they won yeah. that NBA title. Makes it look a whole lot better. Um, but now you've retooled. You're going to get Lowry in a sign-and-trade deal that sent away Goran Dragic and Precious Ochoa. Um, and then they're also bringing in veteran big men and Markeith Morris and P.J. Tucker. And then they get back Victor Oladipo and Duncan Robinson on some big-time contract extensions this offseason yeah uh, i agree i like every move that the he have made this offseason and this is going to sound weird when i say this, except for the kyle lowry one i don't know if kyle lowry is going to fit in well with the type of play that they have down there in miami i just don't know if he's going to fit in well and also miami is kind of playing small ball already and he's a six foot point guard and bam's like six nine yeah. six eight so and also, he's 35 years old, and they got him on a three-year deal. So who knows if his play goes down? So I, I just don't know about that one. But I really like the P.J. Tucker signing, getting him away from Milwaukee. I really like that signing, bringing back Oladipo, bringing back Duncan Robinson. I think they might have 
overpaid a little bit for Robinson, but he's one of the best yeah. shooters in the NBA, so it had to get done. Getting uh, one of the Morris twins, Markeith, is not bad as well. But uh, another thing, the Jimmy Butler contract extension, whoo, that man's getting a lot of money. $50 yes, million dollars when he's 36. Wow. I wouldn't mind getting $50 million when I'm 36. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. But this team looks really good. I think the Kyle Lowry trade, I didn't necessarily like sending away Precious Oshawa. He was a really good value piece for them. Um, and but besides that, I mean, getting rid of Dragos, you're just switching yeah. point guards. That's not bad. You're just going for a better veteran in that situation. And I agree with Duncan Robinson. Maybe a little overpaid, but he was a core piece to this team, and you really got to give him whatever he wants mm -hmm. because you can't have that kind of a shooter. And you know, many else. people really wanted yeah. him in free agency. So, um, five years, ninety million dollars looks real good for Duncan Robinson. The most um, money ever by an undrafted player. Yeah. So impressive. Props to him. Really made something of his career. Uh, Lakers add some veterans in this off season. Uh, and they look to add some shooting depth. They get Westbrook in a trade with the Wizards, uh, swapping a draft pick out and some future picks and Kuzma and Trez and KCP. Then they get Mello, Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore, Kendrick Nunn, Wayne Ellington, and Malik Monk. So a big explosion in this free agency and added Austin Reeves and Mac McClung as undrafted free agents. Um, so... What what does this tell you about the Lakers? What do you think the Lakers are looking for here? Well, the, I remember whenever the Westbrook trade got announced, I was with you on draft night, and in my head I was thinking, you know, there there's not a lot of shooting between those three superstars. Yeah. Westbrook's not the best shooter. LeBron's not the best shooter. And AD's not the best shooter. Now, I'm not saying they can't knock him down, but yeah. they're like, no. So they're, yeah, exactly. But then in free agency, they signed all the shooters. Yeah. And the one that, of course, getting Melo, he's finally playing with LeBron. But also, Melo's coming off his best shooting season of his entire career. Shot 40% from three this year. So, I'm sure the Lakers would not mind having that. Malik Monk's a very good signing. The former yeah. Bentonville product of Arkansas. Uh, so, yeah. It's uh, not bad. They got shooting around him. And also... This Westbrook thing, I think, can work now that they do have shooting around yeah. them. And also, when LeBron and AD go to the bench, you can kind of set their minutes to where you can have Westbrook out there because you know he's going to bring that high energy. Absolutely. He'll get more people involved. So I, I, th I give the Lakers props for a pretty good off for a pretty good free agency. I give them props, but I have a little breakdown here. Ah, okay. LeBron James. Uh, we'll start in two thousand and. 10, 11, when he signed with the Miami Heat. Every time, starting then, when LeBron James has created a new team, put a new group of guys around him, he has not won a championship. Dun, dun, dun. When he went to Miami, the big three goes to the finals, plays Dirk, and loses in five or six games. When he goes back to Cleveland, 2015, the Warriors take him down. The young Warriors, MVP Steph Curry, Andre Iguodala shuts down LeBron, kind of. I was about to say he kind of did. More I than say. anybody else did to That's win the finals MVP, um, which is why he got the finals MVP, limiting LeBron. 35 yeah. points is limiting when he was scoring 45. Fair point. Um then he gets to L.A. They don't even go to the playoffs in his first year. They win a LaFraud ring. 
in 2020. Mickey Mouse ring. Mickey and Mouse ring. in 2021, they are out in the first round. Now, I won't diss the uh, Disney ring. It to, <laughs> to whom it may concern, it is a legitimate ring. I will not. I will not try. I to, just. I just try to say, you yeah. know, Twitter. I love. I love Twitter. Whenever they just call it the Mickey Mouse ring, it's, I will it's not really taint the legacy of the ring, but. We've got new faces around LeBron James again. And not just with LeBron James, but most of the time when a team goes through a complete roster change, they don't win a championship right away. It doesn't happen. Um, The closest thing to that recently, Toronto, but they only swapped out two guys. Kawhi. Kawhi and Jonas Valanciunas for Marc Gasol and... Uh, yeah, you know where I'm going. With yeah, this. I got I'm you. I got lost you. in the train of thought, but that—that's really the closest thing to tearing it down. And really, all that was was just changing the face of the franchise, um, for Toronto. But this is like LeBron has had many times in his career—a new landscape, new stars to play with, and. I'm not saying he can't win a championship. I'm just saying he's never done it when he's had a complete roster change like this. But he's never had a roster change like this while he's been with a franchise. Okay. So I want to ask you this question, though, because I've heard some people on Twitter debating this thing. Do you consider this Lakers team a super team? No. Okay, good. I'm glad you're like the smart people on Twitter. So, like, if, if this is a t- super team – then the Lakers team with Kobe, Steve Nash, and yeah. Dwight Howard was a super this team. This is a super team in 2010. Yeah. Not now. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think that these could be great additions. Like like we said, Malik Monk just came off the best three-point shooting season of his career. And in games where he played over 30 minutes this season, he was averaging 28 points per game. That's something LeBron James needs. We knew we know he played a lot of minutes this year, and he was very hurt this year, and that really hurt the Lakers. And so now having a younger guy like Malik Monk who could step in, play a lot of big minutes, and score a lot of points could Not really to mention Kendrick Nunn, too. Yeah. So this team really has the potential to be great. It's just going to be a matter of can they, they get that yeah, chemistry. They also online. got to deal with everyone else yeah. in that Western Conference, um, especially the Clippers once they get Kawhi back. Now we head into maybe the face of the free agency as far as teams go. Hmm, who is this team? Uh, for this year, at least. Hmm. The Chicago Bulls. Oh, oh yeah. Um, they have made some big moves, and this – Totally caught me by surprise because I'm I've been used to the Gar Packs free agencies <laughs> where we don't do anything and I sit at home and I cry and wonder why it all went wrong. But this is a new Well, you age. did that with the Cubs the week before, so I you did. decided to go they decided to be nice to you with the Bulls. Well, a soul for a soul, uh, <laughs> as a wise man once said. Um but Bulls go out, they get Lonzo Ball in a sign-in trade that's going to be a four-year, $85 million deal. And in that deal, they send away Thomas Sadoransky. So, really... How do you only give that A highway robbery. Maybe there's picks to be named later, cash considerations, but all I could find in the deal was Thomas Sadoransky. Um, which, 
doesn't <laughs> bode well if you're a Pelicans fan or a Zion. I just Williamson. I just don't understand why they didn't want Lonzo back. I don't understand. I get they wanted to be Zion's team, but he kind of needs some help. He needs a playmaker <laughs> yeah. and a great defender. And that is and what exactly what Lonzo is. So the Bulls also go out and get DeMar DeRozan on a three-year $85 million deal and a sign-and-trade for Alfaruq Aminu, Thaddeus Young, a first-round pick in 2025 or later, um, and then two second-round picks in 2022 and 2025, and that 2022 pick being the Lakers' second-round pick. I know you're disappointed to lose Thaddeus Young, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thaddeus Young, Thaddeus Johnson was Magic Johnson. <laughs> uh, a bright spot this season. He really was valuable, and it was tough to see him go. But honestly, it's for Demar. <laughs> it was for Demar, and I was expecting to see him go this offseason for much less. So to see us go out there, step up, try and be competitive, and move him, uh, I think that really shows me a lot with this franchise. And I would rather have Demar Derozan than Thaddeus Young. Mm-hmm. It also got, kind of ruins our prediction of that Kawhi and Kyle were going to try to play together wherever, and then they both ended up going to totally separate places. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that once Kyle Lowry set in on going to Miami, I think that that basically eliminated their yeah. chances to be able to team up with how much money Miami has spent this offseason. Right. So DeMar DeRozan heading to Chicago. Uh, another big addition – as far as on this podcast, I have slandered this individual for being a unreliable scorer. Something I will not back down from just because the Chicago Bulls doesn't change the <laughs> fact that five points in 15 minutes a game is not good. Yeah. It's not a good average. But he has proven to be one of the better perimeter defenders in the NBA in, as of late. And the Chicago Bulls need perimeter defense so they go out and get alex caruso on a four-year 37 million dollar deal um i guess caruso caruso's here for the culture taking that deal because he took that deal before DeRozan was there before we had made half the moves we had made so he i I don't know he bought in before DeRozan, before the super team he will want to to be be with lonzo again i'm telling you uh the reunion is in full effect (laughs) Um, Alex Caruso, one of the bigger memes in the NBA, now Chicago Bull. My question with this, though, is you, y'all you have a lot of depth at point guard now. Lonzo, Caruso, Kobe White, y'all forgot that people almost forget about was like, what, top five, top six pick in the lottery for y'all a few years ago? I mean, that that's like a good problem to have. Like, yeah. we have way too many good point guards, you know. I'm sure y'all are going to figure out minutes. Maybe put Caruso at the two if y'all need to. That's my thought is either Caruso or Kobe White will become a two guard. Yeah. Um, Kobe White is probably more primed to be a shooting guard um, in the NBA. He doesn't really – his playmaking isn't there yet, so at least for yeah, now. Mostly a scorer pretty much. Yeah, for now he's a shooting guard. Um, but only going into his third season, like you said, good problem to have, um, because three very valuable guards. And in case one gets injured, you know, you've got some solid depth there. Um, but I don't think there's too much to worry about, about Kobe White right now is recovering from shoulder surgery. He won't Ah. be back until at least late October. 
Um, so lots up in the air there. But the Bulls also go out and add Tony Bradley. And Tony Bradley helps add depth to the center position, losing Daniel Tyus, trading Daniel Gafford. Not a lot of depth at center here. Um, I mean, just think, if y'all had Daniel Gafford to center, y'all be like title favorites. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but Tony Bradley, young. Joel Embiid had high praise for Tony Bradley in the short time he spent in Philadelphia last season. He thought there was a lot of potential with this young center. And so Tony Bradley only signs a one-year minimum deal, but I'm still excited. He's a guy that I am happy to see add some depth at that center position and could really help us out. And the Bulls still have Laurie Markkinen, who is a restricted free agent that they could sign and trade. And not to the Clippers, Troy Brown Jr., who is a young forward. How, in this he's league. been in the NBA so long, but he's still really young. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's he's been here for a few years now. Uh, well, been in the NBA for a few years now. Just recently, a Chicago Bull. Um, but those two guys, young, have a lot of potential. Could be trading pieces to maybe make one more big move before this free agency's over. And that big move could be a man who retired from the NBA, was with Brooklyn, had some heart conditions that he didn't know about, were recently identified, retired from the NBA, but he's been seeing a heart specialist, and he is looking to make a comeback in the NBA, LaMarcus Aldridge. And boy, I've done a little research here. I wanted to see what LaMarcus Aldridge was thinking about doing. I wanted to know if he would have to play a season in Brooklyn because he never oh, finished see, that Yeah, because he never finished it. But it looks like he is going to be a unrestricted free agent if he were to come back. And there's been a lot of talk. There was a lot of talk last season that coming into this offseason, LaMarcus Aldridge looked to return to the team that drafted him, though he never played a regular season game for them, the Chicago Bulls. Who did y'all trade? Um, we traded <laughs> LaMarcus Aldridge for a guy who was also drafted in the lottery that year, Tyrus Thomas. Um, mm. And Tyrus Thomas was a freak athlete, but was never LaMarcus Aldridge. I'm not saying that I'm like making fun of the trade, but make fun of the trade. I don't, I, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't even know who Tyrus Thomas is. Um, <laughs> I've he never was, heard the name before. He was a freak athlete. He was supposed to be the next big thing. And we traded the number two pick in the draft for Marcus Aldridge to get him. Woo. And now, finally, just want to touch up on some of the best available free agents, at least in my eyes, and then where, uh, what or where they should go, what should happen with them, what's the best fit here. Um, and first off, let's talk Kelly Oubre Jr. Um, on a lot of people's boards besides Kawhi Leonard and Lloyd Markkinen, this is the best guy available. Um, but... Struggled last year in Golden State. Tried to be too much of Clay Thompson's replacement and not enough of Kelly Oubre Jr. in Phoenix the yeah. prior year. Um, and so I think Kelly Oubre Jr. really hurt himself with his performance last year. Um, so what, what do you think is going to happen with him? Honestly, you know, I'm, I'm not sure because I'm curious what kind of money he's going to want because there's a part of me that thinks that maybe he'll be smart and, you know – take kind of a cheaper contract to prove himself. There's also a part of me that thinks he's going to say he wants like $30 million, which yeah, no one's going to give him that. So 
honestly, it comes down to what he's willing to accept. If he's willing to accept, hey, I'll take a cheap deal, prove myself this year, and then go get paid next year. So I think he sh- he needs to do that. And if, But if he's asked for a bunch of money, then he, this might go into the season for him. Yeah, I mean, if he ever plays professional basketball again, yeah. if he stands by uh, $30 million. Still, still one of the most good-looking guys in the NBA, though. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, Dennis Schroeder left now on the board and this is a guy that is asking for 20 million dollars to be <laughs> your backup point guard. Oh, um, there's not a lot of, i said this last year when he first came out with this statement i don't know if i said it on the podcast or not but when he first came out at the mid-season point that he didn't sign a contract extension with the lakers because he wants 20 million dollars a year i said what he's a backup point guard on almost any other NBA <laughs> roster. You're not paying this guy twenty million dollars to, to be a backup to be your backup. And I mean that's the case. Even if he chose to go back to LA at this point, he's a backup. Um, and he's just you know even that, on like the worst teams in the yeah. NBA, he'd be a backup. The number one pick, Cade Cunningham, is going to start in Detroit if he goes there. Houston, they still have John Wall. Yeah. They're not gonna they're not gonna start Dennis Schroeder over John Wall. And I mean the Cavs, they've got Colin Sexton still and Darius Garland. So I mean those like the three worst teams really in the NBA, right? The teams that had the top three picks, and they're even all set. Yeah. So um maybe Toronto, but Fred Van Vliet probably starts over him in Toronto. It's just it's not a good look. If you want to make $20 million, you are going to have to wait on that. Yeah. You're going to have to prove yourself as a star. You're going to have to have a prove-it deal. Yeah. Maybe maybe he signs back with the Lakers, maybe on a cheap deal. And he's like, he's like hey, you remember that not signing that contract extension? I changed my mind. Let's yeah. let's sign back. Come on, guys. That was all a joke. He may have burned that bridge, unfortunately. During the playoffs, yeah. yeah. Um. Now let's carry it into one of the you know, last couple guys we talked about kind of hurt themselves in recent uh, months with their performance and, you know, Truder with his asking. But let's talk about a guy who's actually made himself more valuable in the postseason, and that's Reggie Jackson. Uh, Clippers made a deal with the Pistons to bring him along this season if i'm correct it was either that or we bought him out i think oh yeah i think he got bought out and they signed him that's 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 right but regardless get him from the pistons and he played so good he played very good in this postseason um and filling in in that point guard spot that since chris paul's left has been a revolving door uh, yeah. for the clippers even you know, with all these teams being somewhat successful, and for the Clippers uh, in recent years, even after the departure of Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and such, um, they've still found a way to be good, but they just haven't had that centerpiece. And then when they did with Shea Gilgis Alexander, they sent him away to get Paul George. So, what happens with Reggie Jackson here? Because there's going to be a lot of teams calling his phone for him to be probably their sixth man probably. for a lot of franchises. I mean, if I'm being realistic, I want him to come back to the Clippers because he put there. Yeah, he'd start, and if he plays anything like he did in the playoffs this past year, yeah, I will gladly take him. But also, if I win, if that was to happen, I would also need a mindset that Kawhi 
is going to sign a big deal. Absolutely. And I'm willing to bet Reggie Jackson's going to want a decent amount of money after the way he played, which is understandable because yeah, he played get money. So yeah, which is understandable. He got a lot of money. He or not a lot of money. He got a lot of points score this uh, postseason for us. And honestly, without him, we might not go six games with the Suns. We might not beat the Jazz when after Kawhi got hurt. So yeah, uh, he's going to get paid. I want it to be the Clippers, but. There are some teams, championship contenders, that would not mind having him as a six man. Yeah, uh, another guy that he could fill in on the roster, or another maybe team. the Mavericks. He could be a backup Mavericks to Mavericks to for Luca. Uh, Lakers, if they're still looking to add more three point shooting, more depth. Reggie Jackson is a uh, guy that maybe doesn't fit the system as far as age. He might be a little too young for what they're looking for right maybe, now. Maybe, maybe, but he does fit what they could use, which is even more shooting. Yeah. Um, And then we carry into Andre Iguodala. Sputtered out a little bit these last couple of years, but his defense and playmaking still valuable as ever and that championship experience. Um, I could honestly see Andre Iguodala walking away from basketball this season, um, but I think first he's going to entertain trying every, to get a ring every championship contender's offer yeah. first. Honestly, the Lakers, you know, maybe they can get him on a cheap deal because let's face it, Iguodala is kind of like the quote, you know, even though he didn't never really stopped him, yeah. the the LeBron stopper. So, you know, maybe having the, Le, the LeBron stopper on your team could work maybe for you. So that way you don't have to worry about him stopping LeBron. <laughs> uh, sure. So that could work. Maybe he could go to the Clippers. You defense like that with the Clippers. And was when we signed Kawhi back, oh boy. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, a lot of options. Any championship contender will definitely yeah. will definitely want maybe a possible reunion with Golden State. Absolutely, he would. I'm sure Golden State would love to have him back. They didn't want to see him go when they traded him to Memphis, but they just needed to clear. Um, but some they space. needed to clear that cap room, and now he's definitely going to be. If he comes back and plays, will be on a minimum deal. No doubt. So, a reunion with Golden State could definitely be in the works, especially after the trade of Eric Pascal to the Utah Jazz yesterday. Hmm. Um, and then we go into J.J. Redick, a guy who, for the first time in his career last season, missed the postseason. Uh, those blasted New Orleans Pelicans. I knew they were going to do it. I knew as soon as they brought him in, they were going to ruin one of my favorite <laughs> little statistics in all of basketball. And uh, it makes me even more happy that we ripped Lonzo Ball right out of their cold, dead hands as they put up no fight and took Thomas Adoransky as a consolation prize. I mean, they did get Devontae Graham, though, at uh, least. They did get Devontae Graham. But I don't know if I consider him the same level as Lonzo, no. though. No. Um, but JJ Redick, he's a shooter and you can always use a shooter. And so I kind of see him in the same role as Andre Iguodala. Well, I really not, want the Clippers to get him back on yeah. the Clippers. I think he would be very useful for us. That, uh, that's, that was my idea. Send him back to LA for a big time reunion. They could use some shooting. Oh, they had some ungodly three-point shooting numbers when they were trying to make comebacks in that Sun series. Yeah. That final game, what was it? They were like 0 for 15 on three-point attempts. It was it was so game. bad. It was it was so bad. It made me it made me feel confident I could go out there yeah. and shoot as good as they could. And they were down by two that whole stretch. And mm -hmm. if they had just 
opted for a layup one time. That's what I that's what I kept on saying. I'm like, I mean, I like the open threes, but take the dang layups, yeah. people. Work with it. Eventually, you got to get inside and score a bucket. And exactly. Just even this game up. So, J.J. Reddick could definitely help to add depth to that shooting. Maybe they don't go for 15 in big moments. Maybe we go 5 uh, for 20. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we carry in a Paul Millsap, been a big contributor for Denver the last couple of years. First time All-Star in 2017 or 2016, one 15. Of yeah, one, just one, one of those. Yeah. Um. You know, we've seen Paul Millsap, bit of a late bloomer, started out in Utah and wasn't much there, and it found his way into Atlanta where he, you know, later in his career made a name for himself, and he's been a solid contributor to the Denver Nuggets as well. Been slowly since he got to Atlanta, expanding his range, and now he's a pretty confident three-point shooter. You don't necessarily want to leave him open. Um but, and he's got that veteran leaderships, but he was on a huge deal in Denver, and he may, with the way he played consistently, may be looking for somewhere around that $15 million mark again, and that's what I think might hurt him if he's looking for that same kind of salary. Here, Here's my thing. If you are not signed within the first two to three days in free agency, you drop you're, below 10 you, minutes. Yeah, you're, gonna, you're not going to get a lot of money because – the big money signings, you saw happen right away. As soon as free agency opened, Lonzo signed a big deal. Chris Paul got a big deal. All the big deals happened right within those first two days. If you After that third day, it's very rare to see someone sign a deal over like $10 million a year. So, yeah, if he wants to get on a team, he's going to have to suck it up and just take a lower price. But – Will definitely be a valued veteran asset. Absolutely, once absolutely. He finds his way maybe they there. somehow get him back to Denver. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think Denver's gonna make an offer on him, but the you could best have him he, and Aaron Gordon playing together. So. The best he'll be able to do with their current cap situation is probably veterans minimum, and so it's gonna be about hometown discount at that point. Um, maybe a return to Atlanta. Potentially, Atlanta could definitely use his veteran mindset. Maybe they get him and Al Horford back. We know that the Thunder have been have talked about since the beginning of the offseason that they were going to look to find the best place for Al Horford to finish his career um, because obviously he doesn't want to be stuck. In Wait a minute, didn't Al Horford get traded, I thought? Did he get traded? I I th- maybe. I th- was he not a part of the Kemba Walker trade? Was he? I don't I don't know, but yeah, we'll find I I don't know for sure. I thought I thought he was involved or was He may be headed back to Boston. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't yeah, yeah. I didn't know for sure. I just I thought he got him. I know the Moses Brown guy got traded, but I don't remember I don't remember if he went back to Boston or not. You know, if he's here we'll put it like this. If he's in Boston, then I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> I completely forgot that he got traded. If he's not back in Boston then I think the Thunder sending him to Atlanta and teaming up with Paul Millsap again. Or we could say if he wasn't there, then I'm the idiot. So um, one of the two. But uh, either way, yeah, wouldn't be bad to see him have a reunion. Yeah. Maybe Boston does buy him out because if he does, if he is in Boston, if he's not, yeah. who, who even who even knows what Al Horford's up to nowadays? Uh, scared of the basketball. <laughs> and the final guy I want to break down, a guy that has seen a steady fall from grace, and to no uh, fault of his own, it's really just been injury after injury hampering this career. Formerly, 
the best center in basketball, DeMarcus Cousins, has now become a, a budget backup. Pretty, pretty much. It's, it's such a shame that his that his like prime years were wasted playing really for an owner in Sacramento who told him that they should play four on five on offense because it's revolutionary to have one defender back on defense always. What what an idea that was. But yeah, it's a shame that he had to wait, his years wasted. And then when he got to New Orleans and he was playing like he was, uh, hurt his Achilles. Yep. Then he went to the Warriors, couldn't get a ring. Then he went to the Lakers, hurt his Achilles again. I mean, it's it's just a shame. I will say I want he was a big part of I forget which game it was against the Suns when he was on the Clippers this year. It was one of the home games. I think it was game three or game four. He made such a difference on the boards for us. So I wouldn't be mad if we brought him back to play behind uh, Zubac, uh, the starting center. So I would not be saying no to him coming back to the Clippers. Uh, I would also not be saying no to him heading to Chicago. Like I said, Tony Bradley right now, the only depth we have at center behind Nikola Vucevic, Vucevic, who people may have forgotten the Chicago Bull with all the madness, just adds to how good. There's like, oh, you think the Bulls are good? They also have a all-star center on their team. And all-star shooting guard, Zach Levine. MVP next year, whatever. <laughs> okay, okay, um, let's let's calm down over there. A he's little got bit. all the playmakers he needs to average fifty points a game right now. That is a good point. Um, but <laughs> regardless, um, Tony Bradley could be a work in pro, uh, work in progress. I must have work in process, as in trust the process. When process he was in is yeah. <laughs> trust the process. Process is uh, slowly dying a little bit. Yeah, it's since uh, since they die. got Drummond there now. Um, but I would be happy to see DeMarcus Cousins come to Chicago. There was big talks in the 2017 offseason that Kyle Lowry, DeMarcus Cousins wanted to come play for the Bulls and play with Dwayne Wade and Rajon Rondo and Jimmy Butler. Hmm. And then instead of uh, even entertaining any of those free agents, the Chicago Bulls said, we want Zach Levine and draft picks and Chris Dunn and Laurie Morgan and who was a draft pick. Um, and to that, I say, fair enough. We're going to win a championship this year. <laughs> but. So, well, before you, I want to ask this thing. Legitimately, with all the moves the Bulls make, do you, like, legit, don't, no bias to no it. Bias no bias. No bias. Do you really think the Bulls can win the NBA title this year? No bias to it. Absolutely. Absolutely? Woo. Okay. I think they're going to have. I think they're going to be competition in the Eastern Conference. I think that they are. I think these moves make them better than the Atlanta Hawks. I think these moves make them better than the Knicks. Hmm. I think that this does not necessarily make them better than the Bucks or Nets. But it puts them up there with them. But we know for sure that the Nets are not a guaranteed win in the playoffs, not even a guaranteed conference finals berth. Mm-hmm. And. Giannis uh, is he's scary. I have nothing to say about the Bucks. They are scary. Um, and they is, brought back the best player, Bobby Portis. Yeah, so, that I mean. is that's a scary team to think about. But I could see Bucks Bulls Eastern Conference Finals, and then just saying Bulls Clippers NBA Finals yeah. once Kawhi signs back with the Clippers. I mean, well, no, once Kawhi signs with the Bulls. Okay, then, we're not gonna have this. We're not gonna have this then, argument on the podcast. Lori, we know what the answer to that question Lori is. Glory is the face of the franchise. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I'd rather, I'd rather have Zubac be the face of the franchise. I love Zubac. Give me, give me Zubac over uh, Lowry any day. But uh, 
I think that's all the time we're going to have for Absolutely, this. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, lots of free agency stuff has been happening already, and there's still some stuff happening, maybe happening. Kawhi, I'm, I'm talking to you. you don't He's sign, out there. If you don't sign a deal within the next day or two, we're going to have an issue, okay? So just sign a deal with the Clippers. We'll all be act like everything's calm. But totally unrelated note, there's an NFL game tonight, and I'm super excited to watch it. Uh, so... <laughs> That's going to be it for the episode. Next week, we aren't 100% sure what we're doing, but I know in the few weeks up ahead, we're certainly going to have our NFL predictions episode. Absolutely. Where, you know, we'll have predict the Steelers, Bears, Super Bowl, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, but uh, Ohio State alums, Dwayne Haskins, and Justin Fields will go at it for the title this year. Wow, what a story that would be. But uh, that's going to be all the time we have for this episode. Austin Hill and Austin Wainer, and we will see you all next time.